Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week, John Travolta's face. Off. <laughs> okay, important point to raise. Uh-huh. Where has Vignali gone? I know that sounds like a sort of lame Where's Wally alternative, um, <laughs> but where has Vignali gone? Folds Vignali. Are they not making them anymore? They well, are, though, aren't they? Have they? Because I haven't seen one in such a long time. And um, I don't think well, anybody now. has ever bought one. So, therefore... No, that's... I, you see, I disagree because I've seen them around and always been surprised and gone, bloody hell, someone's bought one of those Vignali Fords because they're quite expensive, aren't they? They think, are. They are. Are they retirees? You know how retirees often will downsize but still want a bit of luxury? So they'd get a Metro Vanden Plaats oh, yeah. in the past, or the, uh, Fiesta the, Gear. Yes. Um, so they'd well appoint a smaller car, yes, or a lower-ranking lower I mean, car. Yeah, it's the classic, classic retiree gambit. Go smaller, but go posher. What you would have spent yeah. on a Cortina <laughs> GL, you could get a Fiesta Gear and some change. Oh, and it's so luxurious. It's got velour seats. Um, I, that would be or my, get a timeshare of which it would sound like the package you were going to buy would be called the Vignali package. I always think, which would be oh, it does. Oh, that sounds yeah. like it could be good. Should we go for that? Get access to the pool between eight a.m. and three p.m. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or you get your own parking space, even though we don't have a car when we're abroad. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's useful. <laughs> but I always also look at those Fords. And go, oh, look. There's a Fiesta Vignale. Oh, that's posh, isn't it? Oh, vi- oh I like oh, I like the Vignale. Vignale. Oh, it's Vignale. It's a bloke on his third marriage, um, foreign woman. He's obviously from Essex, and he's and she's called Vign- Vignali, but he just can't say it. <laughs> he's just totally unable to say it. <laughs> Vignale, Vignale, where? Oh, that's not Fignale. even... Vignale! That's not even Essex. Vignale, where are you? It's the surname. It's the surname of a man. Vignale, where are you? It's the surname of a man who's also from Essex, but he's one of those guys who can sort you out with whatever you need. Of oh, you need You need what? You need some ladders? Sort of Vic Vignale, he'll, he'll sort you out. He's Vic. got everything. Hang he's, on a minute. He's, he's good, lad. Vic, he's good. Oh, I, do you know what? Do you know what it could be? It could be the name of a handy driver that Ford is going to use to combat um, the popularity of Vin Diesel. So everyone goes on about Vin Diesel. Ford's like, no, bollocks, I'm not having that. We need a slice of this pie. So we're going to have Vignali, who's (laughs) the arch enemy of Vin Diesel. I think it's probably because Ford's... I forgot to say this in 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 last, last week's podcast, but did you see that Ford's has lost Ken Block? recently to Audi yes I saw I know yeah yeah and I um, 
I felt a bit sorry for Fold, actually. I felt a bit... I don't know. I felt what, like you that. thought it was like them going through a breakup? Yeah, and you know when you, you see maybe an ex Come back, an ex- Ken, we've still got all these used tyres you ruined. That's right. You know, you, you turn up at a friend's wedding and you, your ex is there with, with a new partner and you're like, oh, oh, look, Ford's over there. Ken's with Audi. Oh. oh. I felt a bit... Felt a bit sorry. Also, is it is it as cool? Is Ken being in an Audi as cool? Because you because you have higher expectations, don't you? Because it's a more premium brand. Will they just coolly and calmly throw tens of millions at the problem slash car? And, it's funny, and it, isn't it? Will it leave you a bit skidding cold? about like an oaf? Is sort of fits with Ford in the nicest possible way. Hmm. And I'm not sure it does fit with Audi. Well, Fords are, we've said this countless times before, they're, they're, they're inherently a more playful car, even non-sporty faults. And, um, yeah. Whereas an Audi is not a car I would ever describe as playful, really. Most of them are not. The R8 is playful. Most of the RSs aren't playful, really. They're just, they're like assassin fast. Yeah. But... Um, that's quite kind of, serious. Yeah, they? a bit serious. I felt serious driving the Audi RS. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what they need. They need just a rival called Ken Serious. Ken he, he just, Serious. You see there's a, there's a massive sweeping curve on an airfield, and then he just drives around it. Absolutely four square solid. No sliding, oh, what? Like, just drives like, around like, it really fast. Like these current WRC cars where you... You see them doing yes. doing a tarmac route, and you just go, "Someone's sped this. This has all been yeah. sped up." Or you get, "Oh bollocks! This, this is, is CGI, isn't it? This Come is on, CGI. make it realistic, guys!" And then you realise that um, Elfman Evans is driving a car just really, really fast. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm surprised that Elfman Evans hasn't been pulled up for going. Listen, only humans are allowed to compete in WRC. I'm not sure an elf is quite. A human. We'll have to just. Is that why he can? Elfman. Is Evans. that why he can corner so fast? Because he is in fact magical. Well, he weighs two kilos, Richard. Uh, he weighs. You know. Have oh, you ever picked up a it. lung? A what? Have you ever picked up a lung? You know, like a lung from an animal or from say um, a butcher's shop, for example. Yeah. Or at school, of, yes. when you had to dissect things that nobody wanted to. We once had a pair of rabbit lungs on a tray. Oh, I have picked that up. Sweet. Well, do you remember how light they were? Not really, because I didn't know how heavy the tray would have been without the lungs in it. But oh, that's a fair but point. A, a lungs light? Lungs are incredibly light. My daughter had um, her lung fest at school about six months yeah. ago, I think. And um, they still do this at schools then. She I she they'd did have phased it out. No, she said there was um they they were allowed to look at a uh, and dissect a cow lung and a cow lung wow. is as you'd imagine quite a large piece. And yeah, she said it was ridiculously like, light. She said it was how almost how big's a cow lung? Like a size of a rucksack, a big rucksack, like a camping rucksack. Because I'd imagine our lungs are about the size. Don't of, measure things in rucksacks, you absolute flew. It's about, I'm just trying to find something of equivalent size, and in my mind, you know, I'm thinking it's Capaccio not. of rucksack. Cows are bloody big, aren't they? A full-sized cow. They're, cows they're, are they're, huge. They're, they're, a cow is a unit. I've, I'm looking at one right now. They just a lot of focused um, weight on quite a mm. small hoof, hence why yes. you don't want to be stood on by a pregnant cow or a bull. Is this is you don't see cows rearing up on their hind legs do you 
No. I see I mean, them, obviously I see the ball, them running. The ball might do that again. for the... But you don't ever see them just rearing up like a horse. A horse can <laughs> rear up on its hind legs. But a cow, they're dense, aren't they? They're, they're big really <laughs> Dave, what, the, the field at the back of our place. We had some, we had some friends over a few years back um, who live in Australia who... Um, is it is it is an old friend of my wife, right? From school, her mm. husband's an Aussie. They came over. They stayed with us for three or four days, and it was very very sunny. Anyway, we took them for a country walk, post food walk, just around the back fields, admiring British nature. And mm. um, we were in this field full of cows, and I sort of just didn't reference the fact that there was an enormous bull amongst the um, the, the the other cows because. I've never had issues with bulls. So he, the chap, um, with with his son, who was actually really young at the time, like four, he just went, oh, should we go and pat the cows? And just walked off into the <laughs> middle of the field where all the cows were, whereas we were going around the edge to get out through a gate to another field. He just walked straight up to cows, and it turns out he walked straight up to the bull, oblivious, and was just oh. pet- petting its nose. Oh, this thing was enormous. You know, it was like the size of the size of a Hyundai Kona, and in fact, similar haunches at the back. Okay, it's, it's, so I'm not allowed to compare the size of lungs to rucksacks. No, but it's perfectly fine for you to casually uh, no. use Korean cars. As no, if you said, of the size if of you animals. said, oh, the rucksack, oh, is it like a, a Vango Eastwind 110? Rucksack. I go. Oh well, I can find out quite quick, quickly what the Vanguard Vango <laughs> Eastwind is. Um, it's a bit like yeah, but you you but you know what a high end Icona is because you're a car sad sado, so you kind of know yeah. the genre. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. It's not I'd a have, horse mess. I, is it? I just is. I'm trying to think now. I feel like a bull would be longer than a high end Icona. Actually, a bull is longer wheelbase. You're absolutely right. Oh, bollocks. Definitely longer wheelbase. Tall, it is tall, but it's a cross. Is it a yeah. crossover or an SUV? Oh, I think bulls are proper off-roaders, aren't they? Well, Mitsubishi Pajero, Japanese import. Maybe so three... does a bull have a separate chassis? I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, I think it does actually. I think they do. I think a bull has. Well, because if they if they break into this was my other thing. If they if they if they put power down, cows and bulls. There is a delay between the power being fed in and actually getting some <laughs> some kind of grip because trotters they're just not that grippy are they they're like a cheap tire that's Ill, not fit for purpose um you know I suppose not a road tire on on, on wet grass no, no, they're it's not, just not fit they're not for grippy purpose. no I suppose they're not grippy they're not nimble they're just... I don't think unless you're a matador no. and you're really pissing a bull off in which case you can probably turn really keenly and give you one well now there's another question well uh, do cows and bulls um regularly break their legs because mm. horses are always breaking their legs aren't they they are they look That's very vulnerable what horses do yeah horses just are constantly breaking their legs but you think yeah cows and bulls look like they're carrying more weight <laughs> on but i suppose on maybe shorter legs so perhaps they're Less, they are short. Um, Any farmers listening who want to are rolling their eyes at this point, do get in touch and let us. Well, know. listen. I look, feel like I've never heard of someone going, "Oh, bloody hell, my cow's broken its leg." Just yeah, whereas well, horses, you know what bollocks? 
Clarkson's just making made a, a, a fairly handsome living from talking bobbins about farms um, and learning on the job. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's why we Smith we, and Sniff's farm. Yeah, we need to. Um, we just need to. We need our own country file spin-off that's not entirely countrified. It's it, there. There comes with debate and not a lot of substance to some of it. I think it would be great. Um, I'm actually a keen learner with with agriculture anyway, or agri, as yeah. people in the know call it, <laughs> um, which I quite like. It's, it's interesting. Or One ag. of the most frightening things I have ever did as a kid, or as a teenager, was we went to stay with some uh, friends of the family who had a farm down in Wales. And I went out into the fields one day with the farmer and his son, who was about my age, because the bull had got his stupid big head stuck <laughs> in. You know those, you ever seen circular feeding things? Yes. They're probably... Like a carousel, sort of, kind of... Yeah, and they've got the, the sort of solid, you know, panelling down the bottom and then slatted top with a with a ring around. Yeah, like a drum, like a feeder cows, drum. Yeah, and the cows can put their head in and they just dump a load of straw and stuff in the middle and yeah. the cows can stick their heads in and feed. But the bull... With his stupid big head and his horns, and stuck his head in, and then got got jammed. We had to go and get him out. But at one point, the farmer David was like, "Right, you hold the the, the thing, whatever it's called, the feeder thing down. I'm going to twist his head. Twist oh, wow. his head. His hands slipped. We're all inside the feeder at this point. His hands slipped off the horn. The bull." backed off and flicked its head up and the, lifted the whole feeder off the ground and suddenly we're standing beneath this flailing fucking feeder thing that is the bull is sort of flicking around with its massive head and its huge shoulders there's so a brief strong. moment where we we're like we're just going to get smashed into the ground by the feeder which is still attached to the bull well i i i i'm i i know the power of a bull having run with the bulls in pamplona I am aware what? of. I've run with the bulls in Pamplona, and uh, get away! When did you do that? Bastard, terrifying. First year I ever went. Um, I ever went freelance. I'd made been made redundant, and I took. I just took all of the jobs which I was offered straight away, and one yeah. of them was a guy I used to work with in in magazines. who would set up a contract publish, you know, contract publishing kind of thing, and it was for mm. Mazda's customer magazine. I risked my life. <laughs> I risked my life. For a very small feature in Mazda's customer magazine uh, about running with the bulls in Pamplona. What sort of an absolute scrotal lesion am I? Honestly. Like, how many words was it? Like 300 know. or oh, something? Oh, it was really quite minor, and I genuinely could have died. I don't even know why. I mean, he tried to pay me danger money, but uh, it wasn't enough. And not only that, this oh was, what was this, 2006. So YouTube was young, it, not long started. Yeah. And I did video it. Um, I did. I did have a a video camera. I attached a video camera to myself. Uh, one of those sort of bullet cameras. Somewhere yeah. I've got really shaky, bad footage of me. And they made me wear red as well. So everybody else was wearing what? white, as is traditional in Pamplona. Well, who made you wear red? The, uh, the the person that commissioned the story. I mean, I'm what, thinking about it now. I mean, I don't know why I did it, Rich. I just don't know. But I did it now. Hold up. Yeah. Is this not a myth that bulls are enraged by red? Well, I wasn't going to find out. I made sure I ran like hell. I think the bull is just annoyed in general in Pamplona because what they do, which 
still bemuses me is that I think it's three bulls get let out and they're in a pen at the bottom of the the kind of hill of the town. Obviously, all of the, the route that bulls take is all fenced in, so they can only go one way. And to make sure the bulls get off to a spirited start, they let a cannon off in the back of the barn. Fucking hell. A cannon. A cannon? I'll say it again. A cannon. Not a shipping horn, not a small firework. <laughs> a cannon. So you can imagine the speed and the ferociousness at which the bulls come out. And going back to the comment about bulls having an enormous amount of power and not a great, not a great amount of grip, that this is all on cobbles. So there is some right. serious um, oh my God. both ends going. Uh, what's, yeah. what, what's our Audi slogan again? Buy it and again. But yeah, yeah that, there's a lot of that going on. And I saw it, and the bulls regularly fall over. And some people uh, get fallen onto, and that... Oh. That, that that can be easy death. So yeah. I was aware of the fact that almost every bull run, somebody, usually a foreigner, gets crippled. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, okay, this is this is this is real now. And I remember still, hearing, if I see this through to the end, I'll get my four hundred and fifty words in Mazda magazine. Yeah, I got, I'm not, no, I'm not going to lie. I got five hundred quid for it. That's very low. <laughs> thinking about it now, considering <laughs> well, I could have died. For risking your life, yeah, I guess it is. And also, I never had a conversation about what if I get injured. What's the protocol? Are you going to privately airlift me back home? Am I going to be well, in also, some like remote Italian hospital for months? Italian. Um, sorry, not. Is it is? Yeah, it's Italian, isn't Complainers it? Complainers in Spain. No, Spain. Sorry, Spain. Spanish remote Spanish hospital. But then, also, you're wearing a red T-shirt. If you got gored, yeah. it wouldn't be immediately obvious to onlookers. Everyone in their white T-shirts, they can go, shit, you've got blood, there's blood on your shirt, you've been gored. But, you know, oh, you, yeah. might be, yeah. you might be oblivious to the fact that one of your kidneys is actually on a bull's horn. And, I, thought, and I thought I told you about the Pamplona thing. I always worry no. that I've already said this story I in swear a previous Smith told and me Sniff. That. Well, You're now one of two people I know who's run with the Bulls in Pamplona because TV's Richard Hammond did it as well. Oh, for he did. A Top Gear item. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Well, so do you remember he sort of got scuffed by a bull at one point? He got close enough to to get you know brushed <coughs> by a bull. What some, do you think a bull weighs? Seven hundred and fifty kilos more. More, more. I, really I, th- I think I think possibly more. These were bred for this job because obviously. Um, they ultimately get fought and killed, which I don't agree with because the I, yeah. I, I didn't stare around for the um, the the matador <coughs> kind of bull goading, but that's where the bulls end up. You know, they end up in the they go through the square and they end up getting funneled into the stadium, and only the bravest people slash foolish people who run run with the bulls run into the stadium with them, and then they close the gates, and then people just goad them or get gored oh. to death. And then, about two hours later, the stadium fills up with people and they start the official kind of throwing the swords at the bull thing. But, um, yeah, rest I assured... Admit, I've, I, seen videos of, I've seen videos of matadors getting gored, and I've got to be honest, I'm on the bull's side when that happens. Just go, if you're well. going to antagonise a bull, you're a silly prick and you deserve what you get. Well, you're also wearing really shit clothes. Can I just say that? It's the clothes. It's, I mean, yes, seriously. Like an absolute fucking... I mean, thinking about it now, you, what you look like is someone from Monaco who's about 20 years old and has just had to buy the most painfully fashionable things that just don't work at all. Uh, and nobody's got the heart to turn around and go, listen, 
you look like a sort of shit B-side Romeo and Juliet character. Can you just go away? Um, talking There's nothing of which, worse than a, a very short jacket, is there? Just like very jackets short. have to be. There's a, there should be a legal minimum length for a jacket. It's cut. Or jackets it's, do not meet it. It's slash cut a bit like the back end of an off-roader, so it can have a really high approach angle, um, <laughs> and it doesn't scrape. Doesn't scrape anything. You know what I mean? It's cut. It's chamfered at a certain yeah, angle. Yeah, cut away. Like they're bobtailed. Bobtail. Like a bobtail like a discovery. Bob-tailed. I've got. I've had my jacket bobtailed so that basically you can. <laughs> a small part of my undershirt. That's right. Um, just that's a couple right. of bits of info for you that I've googled. Well, here. that matters. Uh, adult balls might weigh between five hundred and one thousand kilograms. Okay, so uh, that would have been an angle for your story. It's like, oh my god, uh, I could be run over by something that weighs more than an original MX five. Well, yeah. If I'd had the chance to be so chatty during the <laughs> during the run up to what we ended up just being quite terrifying, and I was saying, I, I won't, I won't go on about it. But I think the main the main tactic for bull running is, depending on how deranged you are, you have to be really good at, at sprinting on cobbles with lots of people in front of you whilst looking behind you, because you have to know. <laughs> it's true. It's a bit like if I said to you, you need to drive really, really <coughs> fast and put some hot laps in at Silverstone, but I want you to be doing it mostly looking in the rear view mirror. You would say to me that... I don't think that's possible. Not even Dario Franchetti can do that. But that's what you kind of have to do because you have to know when to abort the emission or whether to um, dive away from the bull. If it because they will outrun you, they are outrunning you. Yeah, they are running yeah. some nearly thirty miles an hour on cobbles. You can imagine there's, what? there's no control. They're so fast, Richard. They are so fast. They've just had a cannon let off in the back of their bedroom. They're pissed right yeah. off. You know, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. If you've ever really woken up a teenager, this is a whole new level, a whole yeah. new level. And of course, as soon as you hear the cannon go off, and everyone's on the on the, they've everyone's picked their part. To, to start in the town you just you've got that adrenaline your legs go to mush and I'm like and I, I'm checking my trainers making sure I've triple knotted them so nothing happens oh, there man. and there's also it's... old people's doorsteps um onto the street and you can because there's so many people it's so thick with people you can't yeah. see people's doorsteps so a lot of people trip over other people's doorsteps oh, and once you go God. down you imagine you're going oh. down and you realize there's a bull three seconds behind you oh. And it could weigh more than an, uh, an original Mac like Elise. Yes, exactly. Jesus. That's the last thing that I'd be thinking about as it puts a hoof across my torso. Well, now, come on, I know you. I think that might be the last thought that flashed through your mind. <laughs> like, ah, this is, <laughs> oh, my God. This is like any 1960s family car landing <laughs> on me. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like an Allegro plus 160 kilos. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, this is a fully laden Allegro landing on me now. Uh, w- w- exactly. Um, Wet weight. Um, I, <laughs> you know, like just before going on holiday, you've got an extra five litres of oil in the boot with a bungee wrap around it just in case. Dad's brought some some coolant. Like my my dad always brought a gallon of of antifreeze just cause. Yeah, yeah. He had it. My dad brought a spare car battery. He was the ultimate prepper before they were called preppers. Bob was a proper prepper. Wow. I say was he? That's... He actually still is thinking about it. <laughs> but, um... 
Um, also, just to just to, uh, to cap off something else we're talking about, uh, I looked on the Ford website. They're still listing the Fiesta Vig, Vig Nail, so they are still. <laughs> are they? Yeah, which is uh, a surprise. Fiesta's just been fast lifted, hasn't it? As well, so um, I don't remember there being a Puma Vig Nail. The, uh, the Focus has just been facelifted as well, hasn't oh, it? Oh, lads, so, it's Puma Vig Nail. He's on the ones and twos, <laughs> and uh, no, going to be mixing in some rude tunes fresh from the Ibiza Wire Island and all that. There's no Focus Vig Nail listed on the website, so I would. Um, would you buy a a really heavily laden, like you say, retirement spec boxes ticked um, Mondeo Vig Nail? Uh, oh, still listed. Mondale Vignale still on the website. Oh, you can still buy uh, one. You can buy one now, now right with, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, according to have this, they reduced it significantly? Website. Just because there's, they probably sell about twelve you, a year. Do you know how? What? Guess the starting. Uh, oh, actually, well, it seems like you can only get one spec. Actually, looking at this, so uh, just recommended on the road. Total price f- uh, from Mondale Vignale. Total price from. Uh, oh, it's tough. I'm going to say 42. Mm. Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. What? 32,895 quid. I'm 10 out, 10 large. 10 out. Oh, 10,000. Oh, pounds what out. an absolute. Li- I've just proved to the public that I'm I'm out of touch. Well, yeah, but usually when you're touch. out of touch, you underdo it. Don't you go, oh, well, a pint of milk, isn't that about 20p? And uh, But you're, you've gone high thinking that... But maybe it's because you think that it looks like a 40 grand car. They are quite nicely done They're, in their own sort of... That's a car for way, life, though, isn't it? You know, like a bag for life. That's a car for well, life. You get a Mondeo, which nobody really wants anymore, but that doesn't mean they're bad. And you get the top spec with all the sort of retirement accoutrement on. I think that would be a real... That would be a delicious daily car. That could be delicious. Yeah. Maybe all the cool people have got Mondeo Vignales and all that. Um, so if you go for there are a couple of diesels, it's all auto now, apparently, with the Vignail. Seriously, or you can't you buy a the, Manuel uh, Mondeo? Not in, not in Vignail, no. Oh, not in Vignail, right, okay. right. No, yeah, not according yeah, to this. Yeah. No, it's eight speeds. I don't quite understand. Oh, I see. So look, you can get 190 PS, say so what, 180 Seven brake horsepower kind of diesel, eight-speed auto, front-wheel drive, or you can have that same engine with uh, all-wheel drive, oh, yeah. or you can have a two-wheel drive hybrid. I'm going to go with the hybrid and see how much that is. That is four-wheel drive dink, hybrid. Dink. No, it's only two-wheel drive the hybrid. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, they're, 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 these are police cars, or they were in the states, weren't they? The Taurus. They, they didn't they call it the, the, the sex Taurus. Uh, no, what was it called? I thought it was, it was called something else. Because it replaced uh, the Crown Vic, Fusion, didn't it? wasn't it? Well, no, because they were trying to get the cops into... Um, oh, SUVs. SUVs, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Um, so a Rubbish. Mondeo Vignali hybrid, £32,900. Or, if Sir would like the estate... Oh, and I would. And you would? I would. £34,300. That is... I'm just is it sorry, one of those cars that you could go into the dealer today and A, there's not a shortage of them, perhaps, but B, could you go in and go, look, the list price no, is £34,000, gentlemen, okay? You know this, I know this, I know you've not sold one in two years. I'm <laughs> going to buy one off you today, but I want you to knock off £14,000. I will buy it in any colour that you have in stock. 
<laughs> do we have ourselves a deal or not? So I'm just going to suck a throat, sweet. Do we um, have ourselves a deal? I'm trying to make this this Mondeo as expensive as I can. I've added the panoramic roof. I've added the <laughs> £250 um, uh, paint. I've added the winter pack. What does winter pack uh, mean? Does it mean well, snow mode on the auto trans? Heated oh. steering. Oh, no, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No. Oh, this is right. Well, you already get heated steering wheel, heated front seats, blah, blah. On the, so on the Vignali. Vignale. In the, well, the Vignali hybrid already has the heated steering wheel. It, so you get heated. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rear seats. Heated rear seats, okay. That's it, I'm for £200, <laughs> okay. Well, so, I mean, it's, so, it's reasonable value. That's just completely unnecessary, but I'm going to add any driver assistance pack, I'm going to add that, that's 700 quid. Um, and then uh, there's a load guard for the um, for the back, I'm going to add that for £225. That's all you can add, that's it, there's no more. It's got everything else you'd ever need. And in summary, that car is now... £36,670 and it is creaking with equipment it is absolutely loaded um, the next thing you can do on this configurator is send this spec to the dealer do you dare me to send this really? to my local what, you Ford can, dealer and see what they do can you fax like, it? come on mate, seriously yeah, or actually just set it to print out and then fold it up, put it in an envelope and post it to them Was it? hello, it, could, would you be so kind as to arrange this car for me, thank you so much what like a concierge at a hotel? You go. Yeah. I've um, I've made a few arrangements. If you could, yes, um, I just, I just, I would you mind? What I like is they've put uh, dark alloy wheels on this car, which I don't like those per se. But what I like is that they've <laughs> they're described on the Ford website as nineteen inch dark tarnish alloy wheels. Dark tarnish. Tarnish is not a positive word, I would say. Things get tarnished. You go, oh, no, you've tarnished it. It's Dark a- tarnish sounds like a straight-to-DVD thriller. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Steven Seagal. Yeah. In Dark, Dark Tarnish. tarnish. <laughs> oh, and Steven Seagal's got, like, the most obvious clip-on ponytail out there. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and he's it's... been facelifted so much. He just he looks like Roger Moore in that centrifuge in that box. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's brilliant! Really... Steven um, Seagal's face is amazing. Who's got 
Oh, that was another thing I wrote down to talk about. Three days ago, I, I insisted on sitting down late at night and watching Saturday Night Fever with my wife because she hasn't she seen did. it for a long time and not, and I haven't. Uh-huh. And um, it made me realise how good-looking Travolta was, A. Yes. And confused at what Travolta and the people like him, why do they feel the need to just sort of excessively... Um, smash out the the ice upon filler onto their face to the point where they do look like a waxwork of themselves. That's weird. If, if, it? if, if, if he went into Madame Tussauds, people would walk up to him and slowly rub their hand down his face to see if it was real. And um, he just—he does look like he can't sit in front of an open fire. Oh, oh, it's no way, no way. He's but a- also, I sort of think he's done so much weird stuff now that really. What he needs to hope is that the technology shown in the film Face Off becomes a reality so he can have his face removed what? and sort of return to standard like a car restoration. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to take off all this aftermarket <laughs> stuff. We're just going to, we're going to, hopefully, there's enough to go on. We'll keep the original VIN. <laughs> we're going to return Travolta's face to stock OEM face. Yeah. That's just brilliant. Well, I mean, maybe resto mod him a bit. Like, maybe, I don't know how old Travolta is. That's now, but how he started to lose his hearing. So you could sort of, you know, do do a few, you know, like you'd put a Bluetooth stereo into a classic car in a resto mod. Put a little hearing Travolta aid in there. 70? He's not 70 yet, is he? Uh, I think he probably is, isn't he? Let's have a little look, John. Well, that's, well Saturday Night Fever was, what, 77? And I bet he was yeah. about 21, 20 then. Ooh, OK. So John Travolta was born in... 1954 he's 67 okay so he's not 70 yet he i know he has a ranch doesn't he with its own airport he basically has his own la- yeah. landing strip it, it, it's more than a landing strip because he can take off commercial planes in his back garden yeah which is amazing yeah. you've got to have earned a reasonable amount of money to have to be able to do that i would say to afford that and the upkeep of that um, what I wonder is, having watched Saturday Night Fever, and me and my and my wife Chops came to the same conclusion. It's an it's one of those iconic films that everybody knows. Um, and when people talk about it, I think they've forgotten what happens in it, and actually, yes. not a lot does happen in it. Yeah. Um, so you go, well, how can a film go down in history, and yet not a lot? goes on oh, it's a bit like Bullet when people go on about Steam McQueen Bullet it, it, it is a it's an amazing film for the action but the actual plot the bit around all the car chasing's not great yeah um, but it's a classic example of a film where a scene or a sequence just overshadows the rest of it just makes yeah, it Saturday Night Fever everybody just thinks it's just all disco dancing. Yeah. It's not, is it? There's lots no. of like fighting and shit. There is. But like Psycho. Psycho's actually sort of quite a slow paced film with a lot of talking and things. And then there's that famous scene and everybody just remembers that famous scene. Yeah. That's right. I, I what I did like about um Saturday Night Fever was I mean, when I say did like, I do remember that Travolta uses the C word three times. Um, which is a shocker. You're not, you're not expecting it, um, and it's not. It's seldom done these days, isn't it? You don't get the C bomb in modern films very often. I don't. No, not a lot. No. <laughs> and um, and the other thing is, um, the car they drive around in is a '64 Impala. Um, 
p- oh. pillarless four door, which I did used to own. So I feel like I do have a minor affinity to Saturday Night Fever. Um, and also, I realised I said which didn't impress Chops at all. I, after the film, I said, "I've got the um, I've got the double twelve inch picture disc of Saturday Night Fever somewhere." I went upstairs and had a rifle through one of my hoarded boxes. And sure enough, I found it. And it had loads of still pictures of of all the dance routines and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I have to say, it was amazing. And uh, uh, she just looked at me like, seriously, you've, you've bought this and you've owned it all these years. I went, yeah, I have. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> Bee Gees did some top. I mean, Jive Talk. Uh-huh. Did Jive Talk in... What a track, honestly. Yeah. I'll send you a photo. Good, I'll send you a photo of the, yeah. the the double twelve inch. It is quite something. Yeah. Um, so uh, I also just I just want to pick up on something about the um, the Mondeo Vignali that really caught my eye in the sort of standard equipment list. It's going through all the stuff, the tarnished wheels. Oh yeah, and, dark tarnish, um, stained or whatever they're called. But then uh, they make a point of saying it has standard suspension. They make a- what I think that. That the point is, it's not the spoke suspension, and I sort of think, ooh, yeah, I bet that's that'll have a nice ride. I bet it. W- we got to get one in. I, if we ever go on a tour, can we book one in? That would that that would be perfect. <laughs> the one we day we just ask to borrow one, couldn't we? Just yeah. Anyway, I think it'd be a nice um, nice thing to try. Yeah. Although I bet they'll go. What? No, we don't have one. We don't, no one has one. Well, can That'd you make silly. one? Can you order one? Yeah, can you build one for us? We just want to borrow it for a week, and then you can do what you like with it. And just sell it to us for seven hundred pounds. Um, Jack and Travolta it's... has six of them that he only uses airside. Um, <laughs> around, around, like they're unregistered. They're all unregistered. He got a bit of a deal on them because he's John Travolta, and he just uses them all around the airport space um, for doing various jobs. So all the people that work for him use them. And um, hey. Now, guys, look, actually, that's reminding me, since you've mentioned fleets of cars and airports and deals, yes. of a story yeah. that's in my new book, Boring Car Trivia 3. Have you got a new book out, Rich? I've got a new book out, mate. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, because you wrote the foreword for it, which is really excellent and <laughs> possibly my my favourite part of the book. Um <laughs> So, yes, Boring Car Trivia 3 is out now and is business as usual. If you've seen uh, the first two books, it's just lots of really arcane facts. It is a bit different. It's longer. There are more words in it. <laughs> a lot more words, in it, actually, than the last one. Is that a selling and, point? Um, is that- I don't know. I feel like because people go, well, you know, they want value, don't they? It's, it's not much thicker, but that's because I changed the typeface. So it's a, it's a more dense typeface to allow me to cram in more facts uh, uh, in the same sort, broadly the same space, about ten pages thicker. But um, there's a story in it which I've been chasing down for ages and wanted to put in the last two books and couldn't quite get some details. And I spoke to someone who seemed to know. Um, you remember the Cadillac STS when that was sold in this country? Yes, in the early two thousands, and GM nominated I think 12 Vauxhall dealers to become Cadillac centres Cadillac centre love that put the car on sale it was a total disaster they they sold a handful and plugged on for a few years and they just gave up oh. and after they'd officially withdrawn Cadillac from the UK again there were six STSs unsold in a compound at Vauxhall's place in Luton 
next to the road that goes to Luton Airport. And I saw these cars at the time. I remember it. If you drove up the road to Luton Airport, there used to be a compound there that Vauxhall owned. Yeah. And, and sort of sat there, almost on their own, not surrounded by other cars. There were just these six STSs. What, like they were being dust. punished for being disruptive yeah. in assembly at school? They were sort of on the naughty step. And and they were there for ages, ages and ages, long, long after Cadillac had been withdrawn. Like how UK. long? Two years? Probably, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then they disappeared. And then I found out what happened to them. A local minicab firm, oh. the owner was driving up that road, and he kept seeing these cars. And then one day he drove round to the Vauxhall office, and he went, I'd like to see one of your fleet salespeople. And he went, those six Cadillacs, I know that they're just sitting there unloved. Go on. Let's do a deal. I'll take him off your hands. And they did a deal for God knows how little money. And he took all six STSs off their hands and they became his sort of posh fleet Mo- for a while. Motorway. Uh, no, sorry. Airport VIP. Airport uh, VIP. Uh, what, but I've been told by someone who worked at Vauxhall that if you were out in Luton late at night and you got drunk and had a curry, you called the local minicab firm, there was a chance that one of these STSs would turn up and take you home. Which, if you work for Vauxhall, was just a reminder of how you'd screwed up selling Cadillacs in the UK again. but um, So that's just one of the stories See, that's why Boring I, Car Trivia 3. I like that because there's a chance that one of those Cadillacs is still out there. So it would have been through the mangle of a minicab company. Out the other, yes. It would have sat for two years and possibly had water ingress in that time. But who, but who cares? Because it's going to have people chundering and shouting in it anyway. So... Um, Love it. I love your. Uh, I love your your trivia. I feel like, with my marketing head on, um, on the run up to Christmas, could you do, could you do your own version of an oral advent calendar, where every every day, <laughs> every day, every day of December, you you read out an interesting fact from the book. If you want to, this is optional. You could wear some Giles Brandreth hideous jumper. Um, and look at the camera a little bit too long and then close the book and walk off you know that lingering stare i think you should do that uh, I'll, I'll i'll consider it i'll maybe save that for um i was thinking of melding all three books together at some point into a sort of compendium and selling that in uh a, a would you call it um, a vignali Vignale edition or um, the vignali edition yes and it'll be it'll have uh the standard suspension it's just uh, ev- just everything it'll have everything as standard it'll There's have no everything options. on it yeah yeah no no you can't put options on it it's all there if yeah. it's not there you don't need it um yeah. would be i suppose the way to do it uh anyway so vignale. yes well there we go that was a cat candid uh, effort to uh, promote my new book which uh i can only recommend to you on the basis that it has um a good cover designed by uh, Russ Wallace, the illustrator, who uh, some of you may know from Twitter, uh, has abstract bits of cars on the front, and they're all cars with three in their name. So it's a bit of a guessing game to identify all the parts. And an excellent foreword by Johnny, who is well, thank uh, you. You're listening to now. I, I, and, I wrote um, that when I was I was in a, a, a huge amount of discomfort, illness discomfort. I was tapping on my computer really slowly. I felt a bit like, imagine, (laughs) I found out the other day that Angela Lansbury is exactly the same age as my grandma. My grandma turned... What? My grandma turned 96 two weeks ago, as did Angela Lansbury. Yeah. So, obviously, my grandma didn't write about murders. Well, if she did, I I didn't know. 
Um, but no, I like I like that fact. But I feel That's like good. imagine if she's still hunched over a typewriter today with sort of fairly kind of Mary Berry crooked old fingers. And, um, <laughs> fairly Mary Berry does sound like a peel session, doesn't it? <laughs> Coming up later, fairly Mary Berry. Um, and the Vignales. I, yeah, I I mean, well, imagine if your grandma actually was Angela Lansbury. Well, that would be tremendous. I love my grandma. She's a dude. I would, I'm not suggesting I, I could, to re- try and replace your grandma, but just, just sort of in a parallel universe. Well, my, yeah, I think that would be ace. Or I find out that she knows her, and they used to meet for coffee and cake now and again. That's yes. brilliant, isn't it? Well, I'd love to meet somebody like that. For coffee and cake, and that's the only relationship you have with them. Every other month, you meet them for coffee and cake for two hours, and that's it. Uh, and and do you be, do you have mates like that where you, you only ever see them in one context, and it's sort of weird to see them in other contexts? Yeah, I have a lot of friends which I don't see enough, and it annoys me, um, and and I'm ashamed of it. Because you realise, you go, oh, yeah, well, next Christmas we'll do a big thing or we'll do a big thing before Christmas and we'll all do a thing. And it doesn't happen because everyone's really busy and time rattles on and all that. And so, and all that. I wrote wrote down two things that we haven't talked about. One of them was people that drive with their mouth open. (laughs) 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 Are Are you aware of people? What? Have you ever seen a sort of... Mouth open drive, mouth open driver. I mean, I've sort of concentration. No, I've seen people mouth. who do other stuff with mouth, with their mouths open, so I can imagine it. But I don't think I've ever noticed <laughs> an actual mouth open driver. Imagine a <laughs> imagine a krill sifting helmsman, if you will, if you possibly will. My mate's dad, well, I won't name him, but he he used to drive a Peugeot four hundred five. He used to drive with his mouth completely open. Completely open. What? Yeah, and I'm wondering. I've been thinking about it. I mean, I know it's a concentration thing, like people put a tongue out one way when they're writing, etc. Yeah. But is it, could, could it be a primitive form of radar? Could you use the sensations, the air pressure, the light, something bouncing back from the rear of the mouth... Um, to judge distance or to be able to improve your driving in some way. A bit like those I don't, those little panels they have on the front of cars. That, like the Ferrari Roma one, but, which looks awful. Oh, yeah. Do you, remember, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when we were at Goodwood and we saw that Roma and we were pissing ourselves that it's a very nice-looking car until you get to the lower grill? Yeah. It's, and it looks like someone's taken a, a cheap burglar alarm sensor and walked it into a bunch of chicken wire uh, honestly, and just sort it's, of stapled it in It's place. just, you know what it is? It's a it's no-name GoPro. Awful. It's a no-name GoPro. It's been yes. self-tapped in. And they go, no, it's staying. Well, you just, you've gone on Amazon. You've gone, I need a little <laughs> GoPro-style camera. I'll just get the cheapest one I can. And it's 14 quid. And you think, well, I mean, how bad could it be? And then you, <laughs> you just got a load of chicken wire out of the shed that's all already sort of malformed <laughs> and kind of crudely gummed it all together. I don't, I don't understand how it's, anyone found, finds that acceptable. It's a deal breaker. It's staggeringly poor, isn't it? And yet the rest of that car is really nice, I think. Yeah, I think well, it's it's not a fussy car elsewhere. Whereas the uh, is it the, no. the SPF ninety? You know the very very protective sun cream version. It's is, incredibly is you do so put fussy. it on your kids, particularly. Yeah, so yeah. fussy. It's yeah. just so fussy. Uh, it's yes, I know what you mean. It's I too much. Like it, but I don't. No, it's too yeah. over em- embellished. It's 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 rotten. 
it's rotten <laughs> okay. for me, I'm afraid. Uh, well, I'm increasingly, um, increasingly confused about supercars. I, I, I think that the um, they will become less collectible, and people will care less, and then there'll be more of a thirst for things like really cool manual little coupes and and, and fast saloons and stuff. I think the super uh, the supercar market will wither away. And die, and then any supercar built after about two thousand and seven will nobody will give a shit. That's my prediction. So you, uh, Harry Metcalf can take that one and run with it if he wants to. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I mean he doesn't really buy contemporary supercars anyway. Does no, he? He sort of, there's a reason. There's a reason. Uh, yeah, because he well, knows. He knows Richard. He knows. He probably does. He does know. That's sure. I sure, I, sure. I, I so think Harry that? needs to set up a new channel called Harry's Fam, which is obviously like Harry's Farm, but uh, missing one of the letters, and it just <laughs> talks about because so, he's he needs to go further in like the Osborne family, where it's it's about the family life now. We've done work life, and we've done car life. Mm. I need Harry's Fam now. I think Harry's Fam would be great. What about Harry's Shed? Where he just goes in there and he's got a stash of grot mags and he sometimes <laughs> needs to like file down something on a workbench. What is it? A li- is it live webcams? There's lots of inactivity where the door's shut and there's just like a mouse yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly he runs in, puts all the lights on at night, and he goes, I've got to find a Phillips head screwdriver. Where the f- yeah. frig? Where are they? <laughs> where are the screwdrivers? <laughs> It's 3am and suddenly a very bleary Harry blunders in going, the bloody smoke alarm's beeping. I'm I'm pretty sure that I did leave a a pack of batteries in here. I've got to get a 9 volt somewhere. Yeah, it's 9 volts, exactly. You can never find the 9 volts when you need them. But Harry Shed, um, there you go. But but there's there's absolutely no vehicles or vehicle parts in it because they're all in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Um, no, it's just... But then sometimes it's like... Hello, welcome to Harry's Shed, where today I'm trying to find the paint that we used in the hall because I've scuffed <laughs> a wall and my wife has asked if I can just touch it up a bit. And then, of course, he's not labelled any of the cans, so he's having to go and jemmy them all open with a screwdriver. And just dip the finger in and have a look. I'm pretty. Oh, hang on, let's have a look here. Right, okay. Ah, okay, so this is... Welsh slate grey. No, that's too dark. I think that's the dining room. Oh, God, this is a nightmare. I can't remember what the colour was called. <laughs> Mouse's head or something. <laughs> oh, that would be... I And, yeah, and people marvel at the fact they went, oh, yeah, I watched all two and a half hours of the one where Harry tried to start the strimmer for the first time in two years. <laughs> and it was just going, oh, 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 oh. Uh, 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 pissing thing. Uh, 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 uh. You know when people start tugging a strimmer faster when they get more annoyed or a chainsaw. Fucking thing. And it's not even catching. It's like my brother would say. It's like it's not even firing. Stop it. It's not even trying. You're not making it any better by doing that. No, it's just like it's dripping two stroke onto your knees. You will go. You will go i've had some it. Uh, some of the episodes are very short because it's it just harry will just pop in and go oh hello uh, i just need some string <laughs> and then he's off again <laughs> don't, don't make me laugh don't make me laugh got that horrible throat still apologies listeners it's grim 
we're both pair <coughs> of us. Just it's oh, I've got that ultra cold that's going around at the moment, and it's it's rubbish. It's, I think we've all forgotten what having a cold's like. Ultra it's cold. Like, it's yeah, it's been going on for like almost a week now. It's like just piss off, cold. I've had enough. But um, anyway, is it is it any better than an ultra marathon? I mean, which would you rather do? Uh, uh, do you rather have an ultra cold or do an ultra marathon? How, how long is an ultra marathon? I don't know. Ask Eddie Izzard. He does the melt every day, all day. Yeah, well, it's thing. he does one every day, doesn't he? It's just like he's yeah, three hundred and sixty-five marathons. Statistically, he's he's um, he's, he's incredible. More to be doing a marathon at any point than not. I, th- I mean, it's that when you think about what he has managed to do, it is incredible. Uh. You've got to have unbelievable drive. It's not just fitness, it's mindset. I just wouldn't yeah. have the mindset to go, shall I just do this again tomorrow when I wake up yeah. and I feel really, really tight and horrible? Oh, my God. Just, just do it again. So achy and you'd go, no, what I really should do is rest. No, no, I'm going to do it all again. Mm. I know, he's How old is that? He is old. He's older than us, isn't he? He must be. He, I reckon he is possibly 50. I reckon he's not going to... He's a podcast that Googles people's ages... Smith and uh, he's bloody hell. Do you know how old Eddie Izzard is? No, I don't. Hence, flipping heck. Hence, he's yeah. hence not knowing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not replying when I originally asked. He's fifty nine. Is he? Not Hang on. So I, I, I would have guessed he was early. 50, so I've done ten. I've gone ten over. Uh, ten under. Whereas I went ten over with the Vig Nail price. I've gone ten. Yeah. Ten under with Eddie Izzard's Ooh. age. This yeah. Well, definitely not a day to do Potmaster. I would say. I've got to do Potmaster at some point. Oh, oh 18 yeah. years out. I might just, <laughs> if I go on Potmaster, I might just fuck with him and go, okay, no. ABBA released Waterloo in what year? And I go, oh, 1997. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He'd get really, yeah. Yeah, just, just mess with him, mess with his head. He'd be like, Gary, you're going to have to cut this bit out. What are you thinking, yeah. you idiot? Okay, idiot. somehow you've got through to three and ten because the other contestant didn't bother ringing back. They so. died, yes. So Did they? Yeah. They had <laughs> actually, a heart attack. Actually crushed by a part falling off a jumbo jet during the contest. So, three and ten. Today, your three and ten are <laughs> for Phil Collins. Uh, strawberry flavour, um, Wigan Athletic and cheese. <laughs> Adidas three stripe. Oh, piss off! Just talking absolutely horror shit. Master Dolmio, Ken. <laughs> don't don't fuck with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I want Ken to do that. Go close to the mic and lower his voice and be sinister yeah. just for a bit. You gave us your address so we could send you a t-shirt or a radio. Well, remember what that also means. Yeah. I know where you live. Absolutely. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna put three big. Jugs of AdBlue through your letterbox. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and remember, AdBlue is chemically <laughs> the same as piss. Yes, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna fill your foyer with piss. That's what I'm gonna foyer. Do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the I love the word foyer. Don't you think it's great? Coming soon to YouTube, Harry's foyer. He's just a lesser-known driver that never quite made the high formulas, um, but <laughs> you know he—he's nevertheless he's still handy. He probably did a little bit of testing for um, for somebody like McLaren at one point. Uh, foyer. What what would it be his Christian name? 
Charles Charles Foyer. Charles yeah. Foyer. Yeah. Foyer. He's handy. Yeah. Plato knows him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 They Na- go way back. Yeah. He still smokes, even though he's he's in his late fifties. Yes, he's but, and he's he's sort of fit, but still smokes. And we weren't very every, wiry. Yeah, yeah. We don't know how build. how does he do this? How does he maintain this? Probably the smoking. Actually, he just smokes instead of eating. Oh, he does. He drinks do that. a lot of very strong coffee. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's an he's the textbook candidate for manuka piss. Um, oh God. Yeah, he probably only urinates about once every three. I was going to say he's not a daily wazzer, and when he does, it's a, no. it's a more of a pipette than a. Uh, <laughs> you just you know, like owls, they don't they don't shit. They actually cough up pellets, oh. don't they, bones and things and stuff. Like he just like a single like dense sphere of urine pops out every three days. <laughs> sphere of urine. So you can actually pick it up with your fingers. It's so dense. What, roll like it between of... finger and thumb and anyone will yeah. go, hang on, that yeah. looks a little bit like yeah. blue tag, but a different yeah, colour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how dehydrated he is because he just, it's just thick coffee and strong cigarettes. And um, But then he'll get in a car and absolutely door handle it to a very competitive time against some younger drivers yeah exactly and then pull into the pits and just talk his way into bed with sort of a middle-aged woman who just keeps twinkling her eyes at him yeah and he manages to do it in 20 seconds you just go that's simply not possible that's no one no one's (laughs) ever done that yeah that's charles foyer can't go from a cold call to like actual in bed stuff in 30 seconds that's ridiculous Charles Foyer that's, uh, that's racing drivers for you I'm still I'm liking this idea that Harry expands the whole franchise to the point where there's like Harry's spare bedroom which is very minimalist indeed and it's just every so often Harry will pop in to get some wrapping paper <laughs> in the drawer under the bed but otherwise you don't, there's nothing going on unless they've got friends to stay but then it's a bit weird because it's not Harry it's just some people that yeah but Harry them. doesn't tell the guests that it has a webcam and just well, goes well, along with it there's a YouTube show in his, about the room they're staying with in. his business hat on he's like this could be gold. This one, this one will get good views. because <laughs> yeah, they, they might have a row or start shagging or something. That'll be good for views. So I'm going to leave it. I think that's great. Well, there we go. Um, we should probably wrap this up because both of us sound pretty rancid. Frankly, it's, I've not got a voice for radio, have I? Let's not overstay our welcome. So uh, I've got three things to tell you. Uh, first of all, speaking of YouTube channels, uh, Johnny's got one of those. It's called the Late Break Show, and the Late Break Show Live is getting closer. It's on Saturday, the 6th of November in Manchester. Oh, Manchester. um, What I will still always call the GMAX Centre, which is already massive. I'm going to be full of cars and things, and uh, me and him talking some shite, as Mancunians would say, on stage. Um, We we would love you to come. Yeah, we'd love you to come. Yeah. Please come because uh, we're very excited about it. We'd like to share. Well, I've booked it as well, so I'd like you. Johnny's very much like it to be filmed. it, uh, yeah, it'll be great. And all that. Um, and all that. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is that, as you might have heard earlier on, I've got a new book out. It's called Boring Car Trivia 3. If you come to Johnny's uh, Late Break live show, we'll be selling copies there. Or if you've already got a copy, come and see me and I'll sign it for you or write something rude in the front. Um, <laughs> and uh, what's the third thing I've got to tell you? Oh, the third thing I've got to tell you, we talked earlier on about Psycho and the shower scene. Um, in order to get uh, an appropriately shocked reaction... Uh, when the shower curtain went back, they suddenly piped cold water into the shower. Did they? But they didn't. Yeah. They didn't tell her. 
didn't tell her. Same as, um, you know, when Alan Rickman falls off the building in Die Hard, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> Christmas it, it, film. He wasn't yeah. happy about doing that, that stunt, and but his face is suddenly really shocked. It's because they released him. Uh, earlier than they said they were going to. Did they? To get that reaction, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so that I can see that working. <laughs> Roger Moore's centrifuge face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really tickled me. That's really tickled me. Alan Rickman, oh, he died oh. early. Yeah. I bet, he, I bet he had some really nice saloon cars. I'd see him as a Jagman. Did you, would you? It's weird. See, yeah, I, so. maybe it's the German character in that particular film. I, 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 mean, oh. I, I, I have him as a sort of BMW seven man. Oh, really? Yeah, it likes a good sturdy seven. Well, if anyone knows any of the cars that Alan Rickman used to drive in real life, do get in touch yeah. on that or any other topics you want to share with us. Hello at smithandsniff.com. Yes, and uh, we have a Patreon as well, um, and we're very thankful for Patreon. it dot com forward slash smith and sniff your contributions are very generous very gratefully received and do enable us to keep this going without our wives saying why don't you go and get proper jobs so um thank you for that quite uh, that's all the housekeeping so anyway we'll we'll, we'll wrap this we up. do have oh, we, and we got smith and sniff um merchandise if one might be oh, interested yes, in such things another way products in which we keep the lights on and keep ourselves in uh night nurse and um throat sweets for now hopefully next week we won't sound so absolutely chuffing awful, oh that would so. be amazing I'd like to be able to taste something as well that would be good yeah that would be good we'll see join us next week to find out but until then <laughs> goodbye bye bye I had several messages from my dad saying you really did sound quite unwell in this week's podcast are you okay Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.